1: Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on this Wednesday. Chad and Zay getting ready for Eastern Conference Finals Game 1 tonight. 7.30 TNT, Miami at Boston. We've talked about Denver's win. we talked about Wembenyama to the Spurs and how Rockets and Mavs fans are trying to deal with that. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. And this is the beat that starts the third hour. What do you got, Zay? Lupe Fiasco. Mm.
0: Dumb it down off the cool album. Lupe, very underrated.
1: Is this a is, is Lupe still current or is Lupe now in that the older older crowd? He's now in the older crowd. Older crowd, okay. Yeah,
0: not too old and kind of like Kanye old. Okay. Or common old, even Lil Chris old,
1: okay. like that old. Lupe Fiasco, great name too. Oh, ah, yeah. oh, it's a wonderful name. Uh, and you just mentioned Ludicrous, so I must remind everybody that Fast Ten comes out on Friday. Have I mentioned that this week yet? I have my tickets. I'm ready for a Saturday show. Fast Ten. Nothing's more important than family. It's family. I can't wait. Ugh. I am. I'm ashamed. At how much I'm excited about this movie. My daughter is ashamed of me. My wife is ashamed of me. And I don't care. I'm so excited.
0: The fact that Vin Diesel is still alive in the movies, not outside the movies, in the movies, his character, the fact that that guy is still alive.
1: You don't think Dominic Toretto has been able to survive? That That doesn't seem realistic to you? No, not at all. <laughs> I felt
0: like the danger that he's put himself in because oh he can God. get out the game. It seems like he could get out, or there should be a way to get out, you know. But he just keeps coming back in. He just has to. I don't know. Is it the rush? It must be. It must be the rush for him. Like he needs that. I'm on just the brink of death.
1: We're, just, we're talking about Dom himself, yes, not Dom. Vin Diesel. Yes, Dom himself, and yeah, Dom himself. Yeah, I think that's it. He lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing more important than family. But the family (laughs) has to be going 90 miles an hour. Yeah, Dominic Toretto just can't sit still. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Right. There's no sit around and play chess. That's not what he does. Like
0: He's not aging, really. You would think that would push him back. You see LeBron James. He doesn't have that same giddy-up, year 20, age 38. For Dominic... You would think he would run into those father time type moments, but still has yet not to do
1: so. But I think this one is literally about the father time situation, because I think the thing that brings him in here from the previews I've seen is, you know, somebody kidnaps his kid. And he's got to deal with it. You can't just let people kidnap your children, eh? You got to react and you got to jump in the car and go get it. Yeah, but maybe you should start, like, putting yourself with different
0: people You know, maybe people that aren't as dangerous to where your kid might not be kidnapped.
1: Will you stop writing the Dominic Toretto goes (laughs) to therapy movie? I need him in a car in Fast 10, please. That's coming up this weekend. Uh, I got AEW wrestling tonight. I just got all kinds of guilty pleasure stuff. All kinds of things That's people. Slowing down tonight. Yeah, all kinds of things people look down on. I get it. I understand. I'm gonna be there watching Chris Jericho in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Ricky Starks, who makes his home in Austin. Shout out to Ricky if he's listening right now. Hope you have a great match tonight. I hope to see Darby Allen tonight. I hope we get a little MJF sighting. And I hope my two crushes are in the house, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jace Cargill. Jade Cargill, excuse me. Jade Cargill. Whew. That might be the finest thing I've ever seen in wrestling this side of Keebler. Whoa! Like, hold up, hold up. Honestly, total pa- total package put together. Jay Cargill might be the all time silver medal after Stacy Keebler for oh, me.
0: Yeah, you're throwing up with Stacy Keebler. She's got legs. Yeah. Come on, man. Car- that's that's
1: an interesting category you're putting her in. Cargill is put together, man. Hi. Wow, Hope to see see all those talented folks tonight. Uh, And remember, check out hornfm.com. See if there's maybe a a few tickets left. All right, so uh, we'll get into some NBA talk. I want to get Zay's thoughts on this Eastern Conference series. But first, Zay, let's get to this NFL story. You have me intrigued, and I feel like as a Cowboys fan, my guy's going to be involved in this discussion. Otherwise, you wouldn't have brought it up. You you found a quarterback list from PFF, and this is all-time – Lowest interception rate.
0: Yes. Correct. Going into the 2023 season, lowest percentage rate of all time, lowest interception percentage rate, 1,500 pass attempts required to make the list. Okay. And it is absolutely insane. So before we start, just throw out 10 quarterbacks you could see on this list. That would make sense to you.
1: Okay. So, uh, lowest interception rate all time. (sighs) Guys that would make – sense to me brady would make sense to me okay um probably rogers okay i'm assuming Favre is not because he was such a gunslinger yeah he's not on the list uh so brady and rogers immediately come to mind and <sighs> <sighs> i would
0: say you're on the right track which you are but with the way this list looks not even close
1: and since you brought it up and it's a it's Sounds like it might be a kooky list. I'll say that, like, you know, Kirk Cousins is probably okay. on this list. All right,
0: that's fair. That's yeah. fair.
1: All right, those are my guesses. What, all what do right, we got? Let's go
0: through the list. Okay. At number one, with 1.4%, 1. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay. Wow. He's won all time? All time. Wow. Right behind him. Yes. At 1.5. Yes. Jacoby Brisket Brissett.
1: Who? Jacoby.
0: Wow. Brisket, burnt as hell, overcooked brisette. You go, Wolfpack. NC
1: State. Come on, Jacoby. Just how? By the way, you know how? The key you, you said the qualifier. He must have just had his fifteen hundredth yeah. attempt.
0: Yeah. Just now. And clearly he doesn't take any risk. No. At all. Just dinking and dunking, Hand seven yard Handoffs. And, yeah, oh my you god. You know, throwing a little swing pass to <laughs> the outside over and over again. Anything up the field, Jacoby Brissett, he is not about it because he should not be on this list. So that is funny. Number I, two. I
1: could have guessed forever and oh, never said. Yeah, him. me too. No yeah. chance. Yeah.
0: Number three, yep. Patrick Mahomes. Makes sense. Makes sense. At 1.6. So right behind Jacoby. Yep. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Just won another MVP, another Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl champion. He's the real deal. Okay. Number four, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, come
1: on.
0: Tyrod Taylor. Virgin- at 1.7.
1: Virginia
0: Tech.
1: Tyrod
0: Taylor. Like how? how? How is this possible? Again, just. Clearly, he's not pushing it down the fear. Clearly, he's not taking any risk whatsoever.
1: It's a good lesson that sometimes why you play and don't play as a quarterback, it doesn't always have to do with interceptions. It's just you're not winning. You're not winning. You're not moving the ball. You're not moving the sticks. Might be punting a lot. Mm-hmm. Y- you're just not throwing picks. Could be fumbling a lot. But in this list, you look good. Yeah. That's wild. Tyrod Taylor and Jacoby Brissett are top four all time. All freaking time. On this list, along with... A-Rod and Mahomes. That yeah. is wild. Okay. So at five, we got the GOAT, Tom Brady. eight percent okay. Makes a lot of sense. I was right about that. By the way, the fact that – I know it's a percentage and everything, but the fact that he played that long and oh. his top five on this list. Stupid. <laughs> that's silly. That's stupid. That's You're dumb. right. You're okay. right. Because he
0: definitely took risks. Oh, yeah. And he was just fitting that thing through the needle. Yep. Number six, mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. Go
1: ahead, Cap. Okay. I mean – Interesting. I would not have guessed that one. Not even close. Now, you know, obviously more run-based offenses sometimes. He's using his feet and not make – when some quarterbacks might make that bad throw, Cap's going to use his feet a little more. Maybe that helps him out there, but I wouldn't have expected him to be on the list.
0: Yeah. Good for him. I mean, as of the case, he should have threw this list out there. He might have gotten a job or something. Wouldn't have done it, but couldn't have hurt. Right? Just try. That's true. Yeah. Number seven, Justin Mm -hmm. Herbert.
1: Wow. Already? Yeah. Already. How about three that? years in? We're old enough that he's already thrown 1,500 passes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight,
0: Russell Wilson. Okay. Russell Wilson. So clearly, this past season <laughs> hasn't taken too much effect too much to d- what we've seen throughout his whole career. <laughs> the Denting majority, of the Yeah. Majority with the Seattle Supersonics. Uh huh. And this next two are going
1: to be just wow. Did you for say a lot Seattle Supersonics? Did, Did you I actually say Supersonics? Do that? Good grief, Seahawks!
0: Excuse me. You
1: really do like that key arena from really back in do. the day. I really yeah, do. I am yeah. thinking
0: supersize because tomorrow it kind of has to do with it for our where we at that I was saying oh, okay. for today. So I'm thinking supersize. Right. You'll see tomorrow why. I got you. All right, number eight or number nine and ten because they're both tied. Daniel Jones, yes, and Dakota Prescott.
1: Wow, so Dak does squeeze in the top ten. Jack and Daniel Jones, what, they, they had the same score? Same score. They're both tied for nine. <laughs> oh, my god! And so god. is –
0: actually, so is Derek Carr, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz, and Joe Burrow. So all five of those quarterbacks I just named tied for nine.
1: Okay, you said Wentz, Burrow. Who uh, else? Derek Carr. And Carr. Okay, Derek Jared Carr. Jared Goff. Yeah, that's it. Carr, Goff. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's interesting. So what, in a way, what we could say about this is – if you're a Cowboys fan and you're overly concerned about the interceptions from Dak last year, historically, that's not the worry. Yeah, that's not, not. that's not where your issue should be with Dak. And honestly, for me as a Cowboys fan, when I think of, Oh my God, it could go wrong with Dak. I don't always think of it as a pick. I don't think of it. and, And obviously the numbers now are backing me up on that. If he's top 10 in this category again, when it goes bad, it doesn't have to be because of interceptions. It's just you're not effective in some of those big moments. You're not hitting the window in certain big moments. You're punting in certain – you're not getting fourth. and When you don't get fourth and one, when you have issues on the in the clock and getting a playoff yeah, or whatever,
0: whatever. – San Fran a couple of years ago.
1: It's not always a pick. Yeah. Think about the cowboy issues people like to talk about and joke about. It's not always an interception. It can be a lot of other things. Sometimes it's a play against them. And then sometimes it is just weird little mistakes of other kinds.
0: Yeah, and you think about his relationship with Kellen Moore this year. It wasn't always what was best for the team. And the right plays weren't called in the right situations a lot of the time, which is why Kellen Moore is now in Los Angeles for the Chargers and Big Mike is taking over. So if you look at it that way, with what you see from this list, that Dak, he's not throwing interceptions throughout his career like crazy. Just this past season with 17 and missing five games, it looked really bad. So, yeah, if you're a Cowboys fan, you got to be optimistic that that could turn it around, especially with this new offense and the weapons that he has around him.
1: Was it 17 last year? Oh, it was
0: 17. I thought it was Including only f- the Black- news it 15. It went in those two picks that in San Fran. It was 15 going uh, into San Fran. And he threw those two horrible picks and it jumped to 17.
1: I blacked out before those two, I think. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Okay, so big names like AF Rogers, Mahomes, Brady. Russell Wilson are on this list, but also names like Daniel Jones, Dak, Colin Kaepernick, and Tyrod Taylor are on the all time top 10 lowest interception rate list. Those are weird lists because, like, remember a few years ago, it, he may still be way up here, where everybody would like to always want to point out that Romo was one of the best all time in passer rating. Remember those? Yes. Where it was like, well, you know, it's uh, him and Steve Young, right? You know that? It's him and Steve Young. So, obviously, that means Romo's great. Like, why are you criticizing him? He's great. He's incredible. Well, it's one marker of greatness. Yes. You're absolutely right. But it doesn't tell the whole story either. Like, even something like passer rating doesn't tell the entire story. Absolutely. It's got to be about, again, it's got to be about moving the sticks. It's got to be about making the biggest plays. And staying on the field. In those moments. And being healthy.
0: Robo was never healthy.
1: Because all you said to get on this list is 1,500 passes and then see where you go from there. Again, when I see Brady right in the middle of that list, it's staggering to me when we consider how many pass attempts we're talking about. Biggest games, biggest moments. And again, my gut was right. Brett Favre anywhere near that list. Oh, no. Nowhere near because of all the chances he took. He took unnecessary chances with his arm. The unnecessary chances that sometimes get taken with the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, it's not always about Dak's arm. It's not Dak thinking, oh, I can fit that ball in there. Watch this. That is not why they run into trouble. <laughs> they run into trouble for other reasons. That's what they have to figure out. So that's a, that is a really, really interesting list to think about, though. If you're a Cowboys fan, consider that one. Top 10. interception, Lowest interception rate all time. Dak is at the back end of the top 10. So,
0: just to give you a little perspective, Tony Romo on this list, 52. Tied with Peyton Manning, Andy Dalton, Matt Schaub, Michael Vick, Cam Newton, Ken O'Brien, and Brad Johnson.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting list there. Brad wouldn't factor into the list, but you just named about three guys there that woke up every day thinking their arm could solve every problem. Yeah. You know, Romo was one. Cam Newton was one. Michael Vick certainly was one. Vic knew, if my feet can't solve the problem, this cannon can solve the problem. Oh, he'd zip that thing. Oh, my God. That's one of the prettiest throws I've ever seen in my oh, life. I loved his Still. release. <laughs> was, that, was that an
0: issue coming out of Virginia Tech? Clearly it wasn't. He went number one. But was there any, like, just, you know – Obviously, his arm wasn't his greatest attribute, because of his legs, which were so dynamic. But that was never a question about his arm coming out. No, like not his
1: mechanics or anything. Not really. No, I mean, because it was it, it it was pretty. It was powerful. The issue probably was that was in the old school. What were they in? Like the Big East. They're Big East, yeah. The fact that he's you know playing Temple every year and some of those teams th- that was the issue of like, is he just roasting bad teams? But I think a lot of questions were answered when they went toe-to-toe with that Florida State team. Yeah. I really think that calmed a ton of NFL people down. It's like, all right, he just went toe-to-toe with that defense. It did include some throwing. He didn't just run all night that night. He also made some passes. And so then I think it kind of calmed people down. Yeah. And once you saw the delivery, you're just like, I don't care. I don't care if he would that hand around his head three times before he threw it, as long as the ball gets there. I think and it usually did. Yeah, I think that's the reason why the Texans are
0: good with C.J. Stroud with what he did to get the Georgia defense and all the guys that they put against the league. Everybody was asking questions about CJ, and he put on an absolute show in that semifinal
1: game. Yeah, that was a big game. Games like that is why – it's another reason why I hope, hopefully college football will now push towards better non-conference scheduling when we get to the expanded stuff because you know you can probably get in the playoffs still anyway if you overcome it. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. When you're trying to get these guys to the next level, get them to show off, that's what you need. More Ohio States and Alabamas playing those non-conference games that matter. And not that I'm picking on those two. Those two have done it. But all, a lot of teams need to do that. The Georgias and the Florida States, Clemsons. Get rid of those Chattanoogas and Woffords yeah. and start scheduling other. Try others. to
0: boost the confidence under the locker room and stuff. Yeah. Nah, let's play some Blue Bloods.
1: And schedule other stuff. Yeah. If there's a badass quarterback at North Carolina like there is right now, go play him. Schedule him. Call Mac. He'll answer the phone. He will answer that phone and he will play you, hopefully.
0: I remember when y'all brought Josh Rosen
1: and UCLA in the
0: cow field that one year.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny because that's not the that's not the Josh Rosen game I remember. I think it's the bowl game that that's the one. That's the one I wake up crying Did about. Did he kill you
0: on the bowl game? Wasn't it
1: Rosen? That was, UCLA? The wasn't it the, the bowl game where the Aggies were up? Oh, God. What was it? Three or four touchdowns and lost. And Rosen, I think it was, I think he was the quarterback, came all the way back and beat him. Oh. Like 45, 42, or something mm. stupid like that. Yeah, that's tough. You're going to make me look that game up now. Yeah, go ahead. You're just torturing me. My that's bad. Terrible. My yeah. bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can tell you feel awful about it. Coming up, why today matters on this May the 17th. Yes, Spurs fans, there's an even more special reason for you to love today. Not just Yama, but you got a birthday to celebrate as well. Plus, we'll remind you uh, about what's going on tonight at the Moody Center and later in the week. Stay with us. It's the horn. Yesur You know you want some more girl, so come on. Chad and say. All right, it is Wednesday. We got NBA action tonight. Draft lottery, of course, was last night. Spurs fans still glowing, still trying not to smile. All right, they're not trying not to smile. They're just smiling because they're going to get Victor Wembanyama. All right, Zay, do I have a shot at this one? Yeah. Okay, single artist or a group? Single artist.
0: Single artist. You, re- you can recognize this voice coming up.
1: He'll probably say his name.
0: Ah! Take this drink, Snoop Dogg. We there we go. There he is. There he is. Who was that other on voice? And on and on and on we go. Pharrell. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Pharrell
1: and Snoop Dogg. What's it called? Let's get blown. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Snoop Dogg, Doobie Gray, Bobby Bird, Rod Stewart, and Lips Incorporated. Also the Lupe Fiasco beat to start the hour. Uh, and before we get. So why today matters. Actually, you know what? Let's just put it all together. It'll be why today matters because it's the day that Zay made me go look up this game that's tortured me forever, and he knew my OCD would make me look it up. And so I'll make Zay smile, and the rest of you, if you're Longhorn fans, you can smile too, and then we'll get to some other stuff. Why Today Matters brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Now the first part of this is a is a big how dare you for insinuating that Josh Rosen came to Kyle Field and beat the Aggies because he did not.
0: I never said said he came and beat y'all, but you compared it to Drake May or somebody, one of these lower, non-blue blood schools with a good quarterback, and that's what came to mind.
1: And you said, that's right. So clarify, when he came to Kyle Field, Trevor Knight and the Aggies beat him in overtime. Okay. That was 2016. Then 2017 happened and you know me. I am the kind of Aggie that likes to tell the truth and really go back through the numbers and sometimes I do it too much. To my Aggie brothers and sisters, I'm sorry for going back through this, but it it's real. A&M went to the Rose Bowl the next year in 2017 to start the season. And they led 44 to 10. In the third quarter. Nick Starkle started the game, got hurt during the game. Kellen Mond had to come in and play, and the Aggies lost. 28-0 in the fourth quarter, and Josh Rosen threw for damn near 500 yards and four touchdowns, and UCLA won the game 45-44. to The hot tub killer was lighting y'all up that day. Oh, my God. Combined, Travion Williams and Keith Ford had 40 carries for 317 yards and five touchdowns, and A&M lost. Mm. Mm. Unbelievable. You talk about a nightmare way to start a season. My bad. I I had that as a bowl game as I was thinking of it earlier. That's how the season started, Zay. I mean, you got to be able to get to – you should stop the season at that point. Yeah, There should be a waiver where you could just take a breath and for like three weeks you don't have to deal with anything. That was rough.
0: Yeah, makes a lot of sense for Kellen Mond's career too.
1: Oh, my God. If that's the way it kind of had to start? Yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's 2017. So that would be um, 2017 is t- – that was Tom Herman's first year at Texas. So 2017 is – Kevin Sumlin's last year at A&M, I think, Ah. because Jimbo would have started in 2018. So that one didn't get hung on Jimbo, but boy, did it get hung on the Aggies. That's a tough one. That was a tough one. All right, I'll stop it now if you're an Aggie out there and going through that pain with me. I got to get that off the screen. That is terrible, Zay. Oh, mercy. All right, another reason why today matters. Yes, Spurs fans, it must have been written in the stars in red, white, and blue. No, no, not the American red, white, and blue. The French red, white, and blue. It's Tony Parker's birthday today. Not only do you get Victor Wimbenyama, but we wake up to Tony Parker at the age of 41. And Zay, the reaction of Wimbenyama. We said it yesterday. I hated to admit it as uh, as a Mavs fan, for Spurs fans, it was the perfect fit. It made sense. You talked about Parker and the fact that he probably grew up loving the guy. You mentioned Parker, what, is an owner in one of the teams he used to play for? Yep. I mean, it's just... Too easy. And then Tony, just to flex, throws out the picture of, oh, did I not mention I've got this picture of him as like a 10-year-old wearing my jersey? Oh, y'all didn't know that? Oh, yeah. There you go. Let me leave that
0: there for you. Tony Parker is French basketball. He is. When country that loves its soccer is very prideful about its soccer has won multiple World Cups when it comes to hoops it's Tony Parker and then everybody else maybe Nicholas yeah. Batum and Evan Fournier and Rudy Gobert but all those guys looked up to TP and looked for him for guidance and he was the one that came to the states and put on for France. Nobody talked about France basketball. Everybody was always talking about like Yugoslavia and stuff like that with guys like Vadi Divac and Drajan Petrovic and stuff. Nobody was talking about the Spains and the Frances yet.
1: Argentina was. Manu, Argentina, later, my, yeah, yeah. Nobody was talking yep.
0: about them, and then once two thousands hit. And that, that, those drafts that came in the late '90s, when the Spurs drafted Manu in '99, and Memphis drafted Powell, and Tony got drafted by the Spurs. Then those European guys started coming to the states, and those national teams that uh, the countries that they came from they started to get better. So yeah, man, this is huge for San Antonio getting Wimbenyama. Get you know Tony Parker's birthday today. Just remember the career that he had with the Spurs. It was tough for him those first few years. It was tough. Like, Pop was mm-hmm. always on them. As a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, he got a lot of responsibility. And you hear, you see film, and you hear Tim Duncan talking about, man, I didn't think Tony was going to make it. I didn't think Tony was ready. You know, they were talking about maybe getting Jason Kidd before he hmm. went to New Jersey. They were trying to get him, but they were like, nah, let's trust this 19-year-old Frenchman. I think he's special, Greg Popovich said, and look what it turned out to be. Like, The floater, TP perfected it. That spin move, layup, right or left hand, he perfected all that stuff. And then once he got that mid-range jumper in his game, I don't think we talk about TP enough with that class of point guards because you always hear about Steve Nash and Chris Paul and Darren Williams. TP was right there with all those guys, Mm -hmm. winning rings. And he doesn't get the credit because of Pop and Tim Duncan and Manu, but he was right there on the top-tier point guards in the league yeah. the time he was in it. Finals MVP in 07. He was the real deal. And, yeah, I, bringing another Frenchman like Wimpanyama to San Antonio, that is huge. And you saw how happy he was. And a lot of that's due to what Tony Parker did up in the SA.
1: Yeah, and there wasn't any added – animosity last night with the Mavs fans and Spurs fans, but that reaction from Wimbenyama when he saw Houston fall, that little bit of a fist – it wasn't a full-on like fist pump or anything, but he kind of smiled over at somebody. You could almost tell. So w- when San Antonio and Houston get together, there's going to be a little extra something there too.
0: Oh, Jabari Smith, he already commented on Twitter. He retweeted the video of Wimbenyama
1: Raising his fist, reacting yeah.
0: to the Rockets getting the number fourth pick, and he put down the note emoji. I'm like, okay, cool, bet. It's it's going to be a rivalry from here on out. You thought it was a rivalry before? It's going to be even more so from here on out. And go back to Wimbenyama and like his family and stuff like that. They know about MAU Doka. Everybody knows what happened. That fool blew his opportunity as the coach of the Boston Celtics because he wanted some Tang. Yeah. Wanted some tang within the office. We still don't know the details, details, but he had an affair on his then woman, Nia Long, for some tang and it was very inappropriate and he
1: got got. Right, yeah, it wasn't just that he cheated on his woman, it's that there was office stuff going on and some, and and a lot of the reports were it wasn't just that it wasn't consensual. Right. There was a lot of folks saying this was not a consensual relationship either, so it, it crossed that line too.
0: Yeah, so if you're Wimbenyama and you come from a family with morals and stuff, I saw his parents here right beside him uh, yesterday. They looked like the nicest people in the world, as happy as could be to yeah. see their son about to go to the states and play for a really good franchise and they're probably thinking we need somebody a good mentor to help raise our son because they'll probably still be in France while he's down in the States and they need to feel comfortable. Yeah. I'd rather be comfortable with Greg Popovich than MA Udoka with both of their track records.
1: I think that's probably fair. But by the way, also a good lesson in genetics, seeing the two parents sitting there. Yes. Good looking folks. Yeah. <laughs> Made a good looking kid. I yeah. mean, yeah, uh-huh. it all kind of works. Uh, Victor Wimbinyama, uh to the Spurs, number one, barring the craziest thing in NBA history will happen. And then it's about who goes next. If you're a Rocket, fan, the extra insult is you slipped to four. So, Zay, if you're right, and if all the mock drafts we're looking at are right, in some order, it's Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller as the second and third picks. So, Houston is going to miss out on all three of those guys, and then they'll have a choice at four. What do you do at four?
0: So, the Scoot Henderson thing is an issue because the Trailblazers, are going to have a decision to make, do we trade the number three pick which would most likely be Scoot Henderson because we have Damian Lillard there, which is 33 going on 34 years old. Do we keep trying to build around Dame? And this is, you got to take the new England Patriots approach and say, Dame, we're done with what you brought to the table. We're going to hang your Jersey in the rafters. You're arguably the greatest trailblazer of all time with Clyde Drexler and Bill Walton. And, We tried with you. It didn't work out, but we tried. And now we have another guy that could come in and have a very similar career like you and Scoot Henderson. And we could start all over and try again instead of trying to deal with an aged Damian Lillard. I think that would be really dumb. If I were them, I would be shopping Damian Lillard around for Mm. his sake And for the Blazers' sake, because Damian Lillard's never had that fair shot of trying to win a championship because of the roster and pieces around him. The role players just haven't been good enough in this last 12 years he's been in the league. So now, make his life easier, send him to a contender team, because Dame he's too comfortable in Portland. I think he's one of those guys that he's not ring-chasing. He's all about his family. He's all about... Comfort. He comes from Oakland. He's all about community there. He's good. I think he's good in Portland for the rest of his career, whether he wins or not. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Trailblazers, I think they like that. And that's not good. I would have that Bill mm. Belichick, Robert Kraft mindset and say, yeah, we love you, Dame, but off with your head, we got to get better. we got to look for the next future for the next 15 years. Because I don't think people are running the play for Dame right now at his age. Nobody's trying to go to
1: Portland. The second pick is Charlotte. Third pick, Portland. Fourth pick is Houston. So mm, let me make sure I understand this, Zay. The San Antonio Spurs are going to take Victor Wimbinyama and then Michael Jordan goes on the clock. Is that correct for June 22nd? <laughs> Do I have yeah, that right?
0: I guess so. That and, is right. Uh-huh. Okay. What yeah.
1: What is the pick he could make that would have everybody joking on him right away?
0: What? Um, Taking Scoot Anderson when you have LaMelo Ball. Okay. That would be dumb. All
1: right. That would be really dumb. What if he didn't take Scoot and he didn't take Brandon Miller? How dumb would that be? Um,
0: I don't think he'd be too dumb. I like Jarence Walker, man. What if he took Grady Dick? Two overall. That'd be a horrible pick. <laughs> okay, just check. That'd be a terrible pick. <laughs> That'd be like Adam Morrison going to the Bobcats. Ooh. Which he did.
1: Whoa. Which he oh, did. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Come on, Mike. We'll keep tabs on that for June 22nd. That is why today matters. Also, another reason today matters in this area, AEW Dynamite Rampage there in town tonight. Best of uh, of luck to all those folks out there tonight. Our our man Mark Henry that's been on the station a few times talking about it. Hope everybody has a good time out there at the Moody Center. And uh, you can go to hornfm.com, aewtix.com if you want to try to grab last-minute tickets for that all right coming up we will get you stems and seeds before we get out of here let's talk eastern conference finals game one miami or boston who you got we'll talk about it on the horn
0: chad and zay Well, yeah.
1: Sometimes you don't want to mess around with any innuendo. You just got to kind of admit what's going on. All right, wrapping up a Wednesday show. Zay, that sounds like Usher to me. What? No. Oh, man. Damn. Usher? Mm. Only name that popped in my head. Right here? Terrible. Who is it? T-Pain? T-Pain. With the auto-tune? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Can I can I blame the auto tune for that one? Oh, Probably wow. Not. That might be worse. Wow. That's sad. T Pain. No, what's worse is that I know that T Pain is the first winner of the Mass Singer. That's what's worse.
0: Yeah. So this is E Forty. The song is by E Forty, featuring okay. T
1: Pain. T Pain. E Forty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You remember E Forty got thrown out the Sacramento Kings game in the Warriors series because he's a Warriors fan and he was violent. Oh uh,
1: yeah yeah. Oh E Forty's one person. Yes. Oh okay. <laughs> huh. E40 sounds like a good group name. I didn't know E40 was one person.
0: E40 is one person and T-Pain sounds like Usher. Man, Man you might be banned from the cookout for a couple of weeks after
1: that one. Yeah, any credit I have built up lately, all gone. It's tough. All gone it's tough. right there. That is why Zay chooses this spot in the show to play those types of songs. Because he knows if I've built up any ego, he can chop it all down right before the end of the show. I do appreciate that, Zay. So I leave the show with that low low depressed feeling sometimes. But you know what? I'm a Mavs fan. So I've had that low depressed (laughs) feeling. All for oh, about a day and a half or so now, ever since I found out yeah. that the Spurs are getting that one pick. When we were talking about greatest math centers of all
0: time, somebody brought up the name Brendan Haywood. Somebody brought up the name Eric Dampier. So
1: that should <sighs> show yeah, yeah. how
0: brutal it's been for centers in the history of the Dallas Mavericks. Now you're just kicking dirt.
1: <laughs> just kicking dirt for no reason. I mean, dirt
0: plays center sometimes. Yeah. So let's say that.
1: That's so, true. Every once
0: in a while, they put them at the five when they played small, and yeah.
1: Dirk was a freaky five sometimes. See, I said the right one earlier. I said James Donaldson. That's probably where That's, you have to start. That is, that is where you got to start. Probably where you got to start. All right. Uh, speaking of the NBA, let's talk about this Eastern Conference Final Series. It gets started tonight. Let's go Stems and Seeds. No
0: stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks.
1: Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Zay, Miami, and Boston, first off, you got a series prediction in your head. Gosh, man, my gut is telling me Celtics in seven,
0: but how do you see Jimmy Butler losing seven times? I mean, four times. Right. Like, that's hard for me to picture right now. I'm going to say Celtics seven, don't feel good about it one bit. It's going to be a hell of a series. I want to see Jalen Brown and Jimmy Butler match up. I think that's going to be very intriguing. I think Jalen Brown has to guard Jimmy Butler. He'll have his way with Marcus Smart. He'll have his way with Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon. Those guys are too small. He'll just shoot over them. But Jalen Brown has the athleticism to stay with him. On the other side, they got to slow down Jason Tatum. We saw him drop 51 in Game 7. Who's going to check him? It's probably mm-hmm. going to be Kayla Martin. Kayla Martin's going to have to be huge in this series, just like Jalen Brown has to be huge on the other side. Al Horford, you got to bring Bam out bio out and knock down those outside shots that you've been struggling with all year. Joe Mazzula, you got to play Robert Williams a lot this series because him and Bam out Bam Alemayehu is going to be running the full length of the court like a deer. He's a great defender, and in 2020, he changed that bubble Eastern Conference Finals with his defense and his playmaking. So, if Bam is great, I could see the Heat winning it if they could keep Bam in check and keep the rest of those role players in check. Gabe Vincent, Max Strus, not allow those guys to knock down those jumpers because the Dion uh, Jimmy Butler is so good. Mm-hmm. Then the Celtics should take care of business.
1: Uh, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a series where what I want. And what I think are going to be the same thing. I'm going to take Spolstra and Butler over the inconsistency we've seen in Boston. The up, the down, Missoula in big moments. I don't trust. I'm going to trust Spolstra and Jimmy Butler's grit. I'm going to say Heat in six, and I'll say, I'll say tonight's the one they steal in Boston. Okay. I'm going to say they start it with a steal. Everybody's focused on Tatum and what he just did. I'm going to say we get a little bit of that sluggish Boston team. Crowd gets a little nervous, and Jimmy Butler makes him pay tonight.
0: The point guard's coming off the bench. Whoever has the better series is going to be a huge key for who wins the series. Kyle Lowry for the Miami Heat, mm. Malcolm Brogdon for the Boston Celtics. Kyle Lowry's been terrific against New York, and he was great against the Bucks. If he's great in this series, you could be right. And when Brogdon starts hitting those threes, the Celtics feel unstoppable at that point. They're a different team when Brogdon's (laughs) scoring and he's aggressive.
1: No doubt about it. All right, that is 7.30 tonight on TNT for the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 1. Reminder, tomorrow at 2.05, we'll do a movie swap. Zay's gonna finish up a few good men tonight. I finished up Blue Chips last night. You can't handle the truth! We will talk about those movies tomorrow. Ball Don't Lie is coming up, then Wednesday Night Flex, then Long Blitz podcast at 8 and Sports Guys Talking Wrestling special two-hour edition at 9. Be safe out there. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya!